You're listening to Episode 9 of the Business by Intuition podcast. Welcome to the Business by Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Krista Bauer, online business strategist, heartfelt copywriter, and kind marketing mentor for sensitive solopreneurs. If you're an online entrepreneur who wants to create a business led by your intuition, not the loud mainstream advice that's out there, then light a candle, diffuse your favorite oil, and let's talk about how we can make the process of creating a heart-driven business both simple and fulfilling. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Business by Intuition podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today and I want to talk about a topic, something that hinders and prevents so many of us from getting our very important message and our very important work out into the world. And that is overcoming perfectionism in your business so that you can write content and get your message out there in front of the right people. When I started my business about six years ago, I was hindered by perfectionism. I felt that in order to be worthy of getting clients, in order to be worthy of teaching a course or sharing my message online, I had to have everything behind the scenes running smoothly. I had to have perfectly written content in order for people to see my worth and my value and to take me seriously online. Perfectionism has been the single biggest roadblock I've had to face in my business to date. And it's still one that I struggle with from time to time, although I have definitely gotten better throughout the years. When it comes to coaching and working with clients, perfectionism comes up in almost every coaching journey with my clients. At some point or another, usually related to content, I find my clients being stuck, not posting what it is that they want to share, waiting to get their message out there, waiting to get on social media and talk to their clients, waiting to create the course or the program that they want to create because they still need to get their ducks in a row or because they're worried they're doing it wrong, or they're going to sound stupid or unclear or inauthentic in some way. But throughout the years, I have definitely come a long way in my perfectionism journey and being able to overcome it. I still have a ways to go, but I've definitely come a long way. But one of the most important things that I really hope that you take away from this episode And a shift that I hope that you can make and something that I hope you can take with you as you move forward is that people don't want perfection. Perfection isn't relatable. In fact, perfectionism just makes people feel like they're not good enough. It makes people feel inferior in some way. What your clients want, what your true fans want is real, relatable, and reachable results. Perfectionism is nothing more than idealism that just gets in the way between you and your authenticity, and it divides you between you and the people that who truly need your work and the people that you want to serve. So if you can show up as you are, exactly as you are, no matter where you're at on the journey, if you're starting from ground zero and you're just getting your feet wet with content, or you've been doing this for a few years, but you're still stuck in the perfectionism trap, 
Just know that your true fans, the people who truly love and adore you, who resonate deeply with your work, will love you no matter what. In saying that, I still know that it is extremely hard to show up consistently and continuously when you have perfectionism looming over your head and when things aren't perfect or the, you know you haven't been able to write in the way that you know is in your head and it's not coming out the way that you want to sound or your visuals aren't as pretty as other accounts that you see on Instagram or someone else who's posted to Facebook or your YouTube videos are not as great quality as some of the other people that you follow and it can feel a little deflating and a little defeating. I totally get what that feels like. I get the pressure that you feel. I totally understand the weight of feeling that on your shoulders and wanting to show up perfect, whatever perfect means, because I don't even know what perfect means. But here's the thing is no matter what stage you're at in business, there will never be perfect. So guess what? You might as well go for it. Before I get into some of the tips that I want to share with you, these are tips that I have sort of used to help me overcome perfectionism that I use almost on a daily basis in my own business. Of course, as the more you're posting content, the more you're putting yourself out there, the easier it's going to get. But I want to share a little bit of a, a little insight into what perfectionism looks like for me in my business, especially when I started in the earlier days. So when I started my business, I started my coaching business and I had all of these ideas in my head. And initially my business was all is a life coaching, career coaching business. It was all about finding your purpose, finding more meaning in your life. And I had a lot of stories to share as it related to finding your purpose because I struggled with that for so long. So the very first blog post I had ever written took me upward of 10 to 15 hours to write. Although I was very proud of that blog post and that piece when it was finalized, it took me six months to publish the post. I was so concerned, so consumed and worried about criticism from people I knew, people I didn't know. I was so worried about rejection and what people would think because it was so vulnerable for me to share this part of me. So it took me six months to publish that blog post. And then I think it took me another few months to write the next one. It was excruciating because I had all of these ideas and I was so excited to get going, yet nobody knew about me. Nobody knew what my message was. They didn't really know what I was about. If they went to my website, they wouldn't really see anything there other than one post. It took me a long time to post that, not just because of the criticism that I was worried about and the rejection that I was worried that I was going to get by putting myself out there, but I was also thinking that I needed to have everything else set up on my website if I was going to publish a blog. I had to have a perfect about page. Well, I had to have some services in case people were interested in working with me. I had to have some clarity about my message. So all of these things kept snowballing and snowballing. And I kept thinking that I had to have more and more and more. And it seemed like the more I did stuff, the more I needed to do in order to be perfect when the right clients find me. But here's the thing is it took me a year, maybe almost two years longer to launch my business than it should have because I was stuck in a perpetual state of perfectionism. A really crucial message that I have for you is that it is better to get your imperfect work out into the world now than your perfect work never. I cannot emphasize that enough. There are so many great businesses out there who never see the light of day 
so many amazing people with incredible gifts, incredible talents, empowering, inspiring, uplifting messages that are never heard by anyone that's never made it out into the world doing the good work that it's intended to do because people are stuck in a state of perfectionism. And that's the real problem. It's not about you looking imperfect. It's not about you showing up and not being able to show exactly what it is that you're all about because you don't have the right words articulated yet. You don't have the right clarity in your message. The saddest part of all of this is that your message won't get out there because you're stuck in the state of perfectionism, worried that all of these people are going to criticize you or ridicule you, reject you, when all they want is to be able to hear your message in the first place. Okay, so let's talk about how you can overcome perfectionism when it rears its ugly head in your business or when it tells you and stops you from doing the things that you wanna do, whether that's posting content on Instagram, starting a podcast, creating a, an e-course, teaching a live class, starting a YouTube channel, getting clients, whatever that looks like for you. I'm going to give you some tips that have helped me overcome perfectionism that I still use in my business almost on a daily basis today. So the first tip is to recognize when you're in a state of perfectionism. So here's what I mean, is that you might be working on something, you're working on creating content, and you've got maybe three or four posts, and then you tell yourself, you've got, you've got posts ready to go that can be published anytime on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you're showing up and trying to get your content um, seen by the right people. And then suddenly you tell yourself, well, I better have a website. If I don't have a website and people come to my Instagram and they like what I'm saying, then they have nowhere else to go. Or my bio isn't up to snuff. My bio isn't speaking to the right people yet. And you start to make all of these excuses as to why you can't publish that content. Even though you have things ready to go, you tell yourself, I can't do that yet. Or if you're stuck and you have, have an e-course, maybe you're telling yourself, well, I need to learn this before I can teach this. I need to gain more knowledge. This is a big one. I need to understand more. I need to dive into this deeper before I can teach X, Y, or Z. I can't take on clients yet. I can't take this client because my systems in the background aren't set up or I need to have a program in place, a perfectly polished program in place so that I have something that clients can do when they work with me. All of these things are just ways that perfectionism disguises itself to make it look like you're not ready when in fact you're already ready. You have everything you need to create content to publish your content online, to get clients, to create your e-course, you have enough. You are enough. You have everything within you already to be able to do whatever it is you want to do. So recognizing when you're in that state of perfectionism is a huge step in being able to overcome it. The second tip is that perfectionists need deadlines. Otherwise, you can take six months like I did to publish your first blog post. Who has time for that? Imagine post, posting one or two blog posts a year because you're stuck in perfectionism. Imagine posting on Instagram once every six months because you're stuck in perfectionism. Imagine never getting clients because your systems or your program isn't, your coaching program isn't perfect yet. So you never get those clients. It's really important for perfectionists to whether you're creating content, setting deadlines, or you're 
wanting to get your website launched, setting setting a deadline for yourself, or teaching an e-course, I'm going to give you some practical examples of what setting deadlines looks like for me in my own business, because this is a tactic that I use on myself frequently. So the first one when it comes to writing content, and I will say this, is that my content writing process has sped up exponentially over the last six years. I went from taking, you know, 10 hours to write a blog post to now I can like from start to finish, you know, having it published, having the graphics created within two hours. And usually my blog posts are about a thousand words, sometimes longer. So one of the things, and even with Instagram as well, I can write an Instagram post, you know, within 15 or 20 minutes, have the graphic, you know, so within a half an hour, for sure, I can have one post published, but usually it's about half of that time. So one of the things that you can try doing is if you really procrastinate on writing and you get stuck in perfectionism mode with your writing is to set a timer for about eight to 10 minutes. And instead of editing as you're going through the writing process, which a lot of perfectionists do, they edit as they write, which not only is time consuming because you're stop and go, stop and go, stop and go, but it takes you out of the flow of what it is that you're trying to say. So then you lose the flow and the momentum of, you know, that flow of consciousness of what you're trying to say, that idea and that thought you're rolling with it, but you're constantly stopping and breaking that flow. By setting an eight to 10 minute timer, what you're allowing yourself to do is to just write and get your thoughts out there without stopping. And what happens after the eight or 10 minute timer goes off, what you're left with is the essence of the message. Then you can go back and you can do your editing. You can cut out, you can trim the fat of what you've said. You can take out the ums, the ahs, the mistakes, the spelling errors, and you can clean it up. But essentially what you could have is a really nice blog post or at least a really great Instagram post that you can just share now on Instagram. And then you can repurpose that content to share in other places as well. If you don't get the whole post written in this time, most often what I'm left with is the essence of the message. And usually I can get enough written that I can just publish it and share it online. So that's one way when you're stuck in that perfectionistic writing mode is to just set yourself a deadline and just allow yourself to free flow, write whatever's in your mind, what it is that you want to say, and then stop at the end of the timer and go back and then edit what you've written. Another thing that I like to do when it comes to creating e-courses or live classes and workshops is I can really procrastinate on these things and I can really get stuck in perfectionism mode. I always feel like I need to include more and I always worry that I'm not giving enough value in my classes so I can really get stuck and bogged down here. So one thing that really helps me in terms of setting a deadline is not just setting a deadline for myself and saying that I will teach X, Y, or Z course on, you know, X, Y, or Z date, but I will actually tell people about the course. I will get the sales page up or at least announce it somewhere where people can sign up for the course before I've even written the content for the course. What this does is it forces me now. I have no turning back. People know there's a course coming. So now I have no choice. I kind of hunker down. I get the course out and what's there is there at the end. I know a lot of people who do this. There's a few benefits to doing this. One is then you can kind of see and gauge interest in the course or the topic that you're teaching. But I know a few people who do this for this reason as well, because otherwise they could just put it off and put it off and put it off and then it never happens. 
So if you have a coaching program that you've been thinking about, or you want to do a client circle, or you want to do some healing circle with your clients, or teach an e-course, whatever that looks like for you, and you've been stuck in procrastination mode, and you're really wanting to do it, wondering how you can do it, tell people about it. Post it on Instagram, post it on Facebook, share it in your podcast, email your newsletter list, let them know that this is happening and you have so many spaces and you need to sign up by such and such a date. And that will help you get into the right frame of mind to create the content and just get it out there. So the third tip that I have to help you overcome perfectionism in your business, especially around the area of writing, is to recognize that doubt and discomfort are an essential part of the creative process. I don't know anyone who's creative or who does creative work that doesn't get hindered by self-doubt and that uncomfortable feeling of, I'm not good at this. I don't know what I'm doing. People are going to criticize me. What are people going to think? I don't know anyone who does any type of creative work who doesn't get challenged by these thoughts in their business or in their work. One of the great things about feeling doubt and discomfort when it arises in your business is that's a really good sign to let you know that you're growing, that you're challenging yourself in new ways. You're doing something that's a little bit scary. So of course, doubt and discomfort are natural parts of that process. If you weren't feeling the doubt and you weren't feeling the discomfort, then it's probably something you're already good at, something that you've already mastered. So whenever you're trying something new and you're breaking into a new area of your business, there's always new challenges. There's always new things. There's always new areas to break into. You're going to feel doubt and discomfort every single time and probably a little bit of excitement and a little bit of overwhelm as well. But just know that you're not alone with this. It's part of the process. And rather than fighting and resisting the doubt and the discomfort, embrace it. Welcome it into your life and just know that, hey, you're doing something great for yourself here. This is what everyone feels. Anyone who's doing creative work feels this. Anyone who's doing something new in their life or in their business is going to experience this. It's a natural part of the process. I'm growing I'm going to embrace this. I'm going to allow this to enter my life. I'm going to be at peace with this. I'm going to feel the feelings that I feel, the fear that I feel, the anxiety that comes up about worrying about what someone might think or worrying if I'm good enough. All of that, I'm going to welcome that into my life. I'm not going to try to resist it. I'm not going to try to squash it. I'm just going to allow it to be there and still continue on with the work that I want to do, knowing that it's there, it's perfectly okay to feel doubt and discomfort whenever you're doing something new, whenever you're in the growth stage of any part of your business. So my fourth tip is, this is a really good tip if you are someone who posts content on Instagram, for instance, or maybe even Facebook a little, but I find especially um, any visual type of content is on following anyone who makes you feel inferior. So if you're afraid, if you're posting, if you're not posting content because you're thinking, oh, if I post this, like you're thinking about so-and-so because, you know, they've been doing this for five or six years. Their content is so beautiful. Everything they say is so witty. I'm not witty. I can't write like that. Or whatever they write is so eloquent and graceful. 
It's full of compassion and wisdom. And you're saying to yourself, I'm not there yet, or I wish I could write like that. Unfollow those people. Only follow the people who inspire you. Follow people who lift you up and make you feel good inside. Use their content as tools, as inspiration and encouragement to help you get your message out there, knowing that you're in a safe space. And if someone doesn't align with your values or when you see their content and you're scrolling Instagram and you see it and suddenly you feel less than or you feel inferior in some way, give yourself the permission to let them go. For many years on Instagram, I followed so many people with beautifully curated lives, with content that just moved me on deep levels because it was just so beautiful. And they would talk about their fantastic lives. And I would walk away feeling a bit jealous and sometimes uninspired and deflated because I wasn't at that stage or my life looked different than theirs. And constantly I had those reminders. Anytime I went on Instagram, I was constantly feeling those things. There were still plenty of people who I followed who uplifted me and inspired me. But why was I hanging on to the people who made me feel not good enough? who when I, you know, engage with their content, I felt inferior. I felt like I could never be as good as they are. I just made the decision to let it go and to unfollow anyone who didn't align with my values, didn't make me feel good on a heart and soul level, and just decided to focus on the people who I felt a connection with and who I felt I really resonated with their message and I walked away feeling good, like I had learned something or I felt better about myself in some way. I was really focused on the people I was surrounding myself with and what contributed to my feelings of not feeling good enough, not measuring up in society, in the world, in business. So being really conscious of the people that you follow, who's in your circle, who you're allowing yourself to be, who you're allowing to have in your feed is really important because if you're getting those messages on a daily basis or several times throughout the day that you're not good enough, your content doesn't measure up, you're always going to be up against that. You're always going to be feeling like you're not good enough. So just allow yourself to get rid of those people, start fresh, find people who inspire you and that encourage you and that just lift you up on the inside. So my fifth tip here is to just give yourself permission to play, to experiment, and to make mistakes. If you've been listening to my podcast, you've heard me talk about content creation as a form of self-expression, not as a lead generation tool. Although, of course, if you're creating quality content, lead generation is definitely a perk or a benefit of getting your message out there. But most importantly, that is not why I show up to create content. I show up to create content to experiment, to express myself creatively, and to gain clarity in my ideas. I like to share my message because I just like to share these things. I'm hoping that maybe I'll inspire someone. But I don't show up because I want people to get on my list. I want people to see what I've written and follow me. Obviously, if that happens, that's wonderful. But it's not my main motivation for posting content. So I just allow myself. I don't worry if I post something and someone's not going to resonate. I don't say to myself, oh, should I post this because this isn't really related to my business. If it's on my heart and it's on my mind to share it because I feel like it's something that would benefit me by getting it off my chest. It would be something that would benefit me if it's bothering me or if it has helped me that I'm sure it will help someone else out there. I just share it. 
I don't worry if it's related to my niche, my industry, my business, or whatever. I just post it because it feels right to do so, and it's on my heart to do so. So I allow myself, I give my per- myself permission to play with my content. I give myself permission to play with the topics that I want to talk about. I give myself permission to play with the people that I want to talk to. Sometimes I might be speaking to people who are aspiring entrepreneurs. Sometimes I might be speaking to people who've been in business for five years. I don't set any limits or or boundaries on the type of content I want to create. I just allow myself to create without any expectation and without any limits. The other piece to this is just remembering that everyone makes mistakes. So you have to get your work out there, even when it has mistakes. There are so many people that I follow who have, you know, colors that clash on Instagram. Their feeds are not perfectly curated like you would typically expect to see on Instagram. I've taken their e-courses that have mistakes, yet I still follow them and I still share their content and I'm still learning from their e-courses. So how many people do you follow that you've seen them, you know, get on a live video and say the wrong thing, publish content that has spelling mistakes or really convoluted sentences that you have to read two or three times, or they've posted an, a graphic and it, or an image and it all clashes and the colors are all wrong. How often have you seen that yet you still love their content and you're still there supporting them? So don't place too much weight on the fact that you're worried about making mistakes and people will judge and criticize you for that because the people who are there truly who love your work, the people who really would benefit the most from your services are not going to be paying super close attention to those things. And if they are, and if they're going to be calling you out for these things, then guess what? They're not your people. It doesn't matter what you do. You will always have to start from somewhere. You're always going to have something new to overcome. And until you allow yourself to have the permission to just play, to experiment, to get your ideas out there, to do it imperfectly, then you will never get your work out there. The people who need your work, the people who are waiting for someone like you to come along and to help them overcome their challenge, their problems and frustrations they're feeling are just waiting for someone like you. They don't care about your mistakes. They want someone who's real and relatable, right? And approachable and someone that they can resonate with because they're authentic. Be transparent about where you're at. If you make a mistake, be transparent. Let people know. Laugh about it. We all make mistakes in our business. We all learn from our mistakes. They're probably the most valuable lessons you will ever learn in your business is by doing something and doing it wrong. Because that just means the next time you do it is another opportunity to do it better and to do it right and to do it on a much deeper, more connected level for the people you're trying to reach and serve. But that doesn't happen by just launching something and doing it perfectly the first time. That takes many times, many tries, many experiments, many renditions of you doing the same thing over and over, allowing yourself to play, allowing yourself to experiment with this. In fact, this reminds me of a quote, and I don't remember who said it, and it's not verbatim, but it goes something along the lines of, if you launch something into the world and it's absolutely perfect, then you've waited too long. In other words, you've spent all of your time behind the scenes perfecting, 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 when you could have been sharing your message all along, gaining followers, building an audience, learning, processing getting through the creative discomfort, taking on a little bit of rejection and criticism from people because it is inevitable. 
So you are doing yourself a disservice by waiting until everything is, is completely perfect. Don't rob yourself of the opportunity to make mistakes and to learn from them, those mistakes and then to just improve your content and your message by posting from where you are now, mistakes included. So the sixth and final tip that I have for you is that good enough is good enough. This might be a hard one to swallow because it sounds like maybe we're settling a little bit in our work, but it's simply not the case. So many times I'm creating something and I will say to myself, I got to get this out. I got to get this out. And I'm like agonizing over it, trying to get every detail, last detail down to perfection and wanting things to be perfectly curated. And I get to a point where I'm tired of looking at it. I'm tired of working at it. And this has got to get done. So I just have to say to myself, you know what? It's good enough. And guess what? It's always good enough. I still get great feedback. People still learn from it. Of course, there I, I look at something, I teach a course and I look back and I go, oh, I could have said this differently. Why did I say that? That happens every time. If I post a piece of content, if I create a video, if I do a podcast, if I create a course, I can always look back on anything and everything I've ever created and say to myself, why did I say that? I wish I said this instead, or I forgot to say this. So just know that good enough is good enough. It is better, as I said, to get your imperfect work out into the world now than to get your perfect work out never, because that's the reality of what happens. There are so many talented people out there. There are so many gifted entrepreneurs, healers, coaches, therapists, counselors, marketers, artists, people who have these great gifts, these great talents, really uplifting work that can be very transformative and healing for people. Yet none of us ever know about them because they're too stuck in that state of perfectionism, worried that the world is going to criticize them, that the world is going to reject them. When really we just want to see the real you. We want to see the true authentic you and wherever you are now. And the people who don't resonate, the people who do criticize and reject you are not your people anyway. So if you're working on something and it's taking you way too long, you're rewriting the same sentence on for an Instagram caption, you know, and it's two hours later and you haven't gotten that sentence right, or you're working on a sales page and you're not quite sure if you're speaking to the right people or if it, you know, resonates a hundred percent. You're doing the final tweaks on your website for the second, third, fourth, fifth time, and now you're running two and three months over your website launch time. It's good enough. It's ready to launch. Launch your e-course, publish your blog post, share your article on Facebook, upload your YouTube video, start your podcast, schedule a new client into your coaching program before it's ready, and just know that it is good enough. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And if you would like to share your insights or have any questions, feel free to check with the show notes below and send me a voice message and I may share it in an upcoming episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you again next time. Thanks for listening to the Business by Intuition podcast with me, your host, Krista Bauer. I hope you've enjoyed today's insights and will take some time to reflect on how you can implement this guidance and use it to help you create a sustainable business following your intuition, not formulas. As always, you can head over to kristabauer.com forward slash podcast to sign up for my email list and get the links and resources in the show notes. 
If you love today's episode and would like to support this podcast, please consider leaving a review and subscribe so you can tune in next time. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you again soon.